0: In this week's episode, much like the pizza and the pizza effect, chocolate is probably going to be very high in fat, leading to a delayed spike, leading to your blood sugar spiking an hour, two hours, three hours after you eat it. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone Podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Insulone Podcast. It's always excellent and amazing and all these other adjectives I can use to have you back. Yep. And as always, I love that you're here. I appreciate your time. And I know you come here for a reason and you come here to learn, connect, and hear about all sorts of experiences that I have had, Graham has had, the guests and our listeners have had. So Get
1: ready for another episode. What's the crack, Graham? I don't know how interested people are in in the experiences I've had, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah. Uh, They're all right. Um, Well, I'll actually tell you something. It's very of the moment. Um, I'm going out later on this evening. So, um, and I'm going out with... A group of people and they have requested because it's so close to Christmas now for us. They've requested that everyone do an antigen test. So that's why I've been sniffing because I'm just after shoving one of the swabs up both of my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have one of the tests because the tests I usually get, it goes way up the back, you know, properly. And you can feel it yeah, on it's your like brain, touching your brain. Well, this one has a lot thicker swab. Which, and I was trying to shove it up and I couldn't find the hole that I suppose that goes back to the, what's it called? The sinus cavity or whatever. Mm. I couldn't find it. So I kept on poking it. <laughs> and then I read the instructions and it was like, no, you just, you just put this one just in your nostril because it's thicker. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I gave myself a nosebleed just before <laughs> we came no on because I was poking How far it so did you much. you put it up? Yeah, I was properly trying to get up there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, have you done an antigen test before? Or have you just done the... Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you put it in the little bit of solution, the swab, mine was yeah. just all bloody <laughs> as it was going in. But <laughs> good news. I'm negative, baby. Yes.
0: Nice. Negative. Well, so just like, to give you reassurance, Graham, I was negative on antigen nope. tests, but actually positive. So fingers crossed for uh, positive.
1: I've done all I can do for my group of friends who are being caught. Yeah. I've done my part and exactly. the COVID gods are looking down upon us. Um, but yeah. we are... Only a few days out from Christmas or the holidays, I know it's a big time around the world and a lot of different things happen, schedules go out the window and I know it can become a little bit more difficult to control your blood sugars. So Owen, we want to do an episode around the holidays. Can you give us some tips, some tricks, what do you do to help manage your blood sugars during the holidays? Yeah, 100%. So, oh look, perfect timing. Just as I'm about to
0: get into it, my Dexcom alarm is vibrating. And what is it saying? Four point four. So not technically low, but I have my dexcom set to four point five, so I'm notified if it's on the way down before I'm actually low. So okay, a quick tip before before we get into this episode. Are you going low though? I don't feel it at all. I think I'm steady four point four. yeah, steady
1: look. There you go Four point four. There it is. steady, nice, steady Hover. line.
0: So I'm feeling good. We're in a good state, just like we were talking about <laughs> to, to do this podcast. All will be good. good um, okay. So look, around the holidays, it's a tricky time for a diabetic because we might be out of our routine. We might be eating different foods. We might be snacking on more foods. We might be drinking more alcohol. There are late nights, all of these different things that get us out of our typical routine, get us out of our typical schedule. Now, what I always believe is even though we kind of step out of our typical schedule or routine, what has inevitably the biggest impact on our bloods within that change of routine or schedule is always going to be the food we're eating, the time we're eating at, what we're doing around those meal times, and what we're drinking. So, our food and drink consumption generally is what will have the biggest impact on us around the holidays. So, I'm going to go through a few a few ways that I like to stay on top of my bloods as much as possible. I don't have a super rigid routine around the holidays like I usually like to keep. So, I can depend, but I'm also somebody who doesn't like to just completely throw my diabetes management out the window over the holidays. And I know there are some people who do like to do that. There are some people that say, look, it's the holidays. My blood sugars can wait. That's perfectly fine. There are other people listening that will be like, a big part of me likes to still kind of rein it in with the bloods and not let things go, as I said, completely out the window. So we can have different types of listeners for the moment, but I'm going to go through what I like to do and what I think helps me throughout the holidays to keep those bloods in check. So the first thing is something I call planned snacking, right? So a lot of the time, like I touched on, around the holidays, there's chocolates around, there's loads of different types of snacks just in and around the house that you might not typically be used to eating. And you might be off work or you're kind of lounging around the house and you're picking at things here and there. And if we pick at things here and there, of course, those things, well, depending on what it is, if it's chocolates and stuff, they're going to have an impact on our bloods. Now, where we can kind of get ourselves into trouble, blood sugar-wise, is if we're constantly picking here and there, having a chocolate here, mince pie here, whatever it is, and we're taking insulin at random times with these random snacks, we can almost kind of get lost in the amount of insulin that's being used for this type of food or X food that I have eaten. So there's no kind of routine or schedule to it. It's just, I'm picking here, I'm taking insulin. I'm picking here, I'm taking insulin. I'm picking here, I'm taking insulin. So it's difficult to understand what direction your blood sugar is going in. So that's why, in my opinion, meal timing or the spacing out of meals is one of the most beneficial tools we can use day-to-day for our daily blood sugar management but obviously around the holidays if we're thinking like as i said i'm just picking at things throughout the day and with that picking comes random insulin injections so we can kind of get lost on what direction is my blood sugar actually going so what i like to do personally is planned snacking so i'll decide right this is what i want to eat if it's celebrations or roses or what type of chocolates, if it's crisps, if it's mince pies, if it's whatever, I still like to treat that as if it was a meal. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if I know, right, I'm eating 15 chocolate bars, I'm eating two packets of crisps, 10 mince pies, whatever it is, I still have the ability to say, right, this is the carb count. This is an accurate or a rough estimate of the amount of insulin I need so that I can treat it like a meal. So I can take the insulin, use a pre-bolus time, then eat. So kind of just, it for me, it simplifies a lot of the guessing throughout the day in terms of, God, are my blood sugars still going high or are they going low or do I still have insulin on board? So there's still some sort of routine there in terms of how I'm eating, but obviously I'm eating Completely different types
1: of food Which I will do Around the holidays And just for Non-Irish people uh, Celebrations are the greatest Of all the Christmas <laughs> sweets uh, I think I know, Well I suppose British people I don't know if I'm thinking of the American audience People outside the UK mm-hmm. and Ireland I would be a Celebrations man Which has The Mars bar The Twix bar The Bounty Snickers uh, Maltesers And Milky Way In it As opposed to the roses I would roses I would have roses I take, uh, I, like I take them or leave them i take them mm. or leave them Quality Street I can get in the bin uh, yeah. You know what If somebody ever comes to my house With Quality Street Just stay outside You know what they're doing <laughs> They had it in Someone gave them the Quality Street Last Christmas And then they're passing it over to Yeah of to course, course It's probably been I, gone off since 1997 <laughs> Yeah If you ever get Quality Street The
0: first thing you need to do Is check the date Because it's probably been yeah. kept In someone's house For two, three years Because Definitely. they
1: didn't want to eat it Rick, I'll just check their can you get celebrations in America We'll just use America As a generalisation Around there mm. I do, Or maybe just a UK and Ireland thing and I actually don't know uh, uh, Celiac disease No <laughs> Celebrations <laughs> um, uh, Christmas I used to Or I used to
0: Not be mad On the Malteser ones In the celebrations But I absolutely loved them You know the R- Rate your celebration for, uh, Give me your top three oh. One, two and three Um Say Maltesers would be up there. Yeah. I love Snickers. And Milky Way. I do love Milky Way. I know they're kind of,
1: not not overly exciting, but I I think Milky Ways are amazing. They're so light. I love them. Now, this is my top three and I get, I killed every Christmas for doing it. I'll go Milky Way number one. I'm not lying when I say this. I go Bounty number two. Because I love coconut chocolate. And number three, I'd go Twix. Twix, completely forgot about Twix, Twix. I Twix. absolutely love Twix oh, um, But see, you know people always complain Oh I can't believe I hate Snickers And you probably don't like Bounty yeah. But that's why we would get along Because then we would share the packet perfectly um, You would have my Snickers And I would have your Bounties <laughs> People always yeah. go I can't believe you don't like well, No, I don't Snickers. hate Bounty I don't hate yeah. Bounty But they wouldn't be my go-to I'm looking up here I don't know if it is a thing If you can let us know If celebrations are a thing in uh, Outside of the UK and Ireland Please do give us an email, the insalonepodcast at gmail.com. We are asking the questions that need to be asked in the diabetic world. Yeah, these are the important questions. Mm-hmm. The very important and questions. If you want to rate your top three as well. <laughs> yeah. So what's next, Zone. We have uh, we've talked about planning your snacking. What would you recommend next during the holidays? So, what I would recommend around your meal times for your holidays and even just meal times
0: in general is focusing on fiber and protein. Now, I'm a big fan of fiber and protein. I love fruit. I love vegetables. I love, as we talked about last last week, turkey rashers and these kind of things. (laughs) But more specifically, try to focus on fiber. So you can get fiber from vegetables. There's probably going to be vegetables in your, your Christmas dinner or whatever it is. But a high fiber diet is massively beneficial for your blood sugar. Now, we've actually done separate episodes on the impact of fiber and the impact of protein, I think, earlier in the podcast. So definitely check them out when you get a chance. But vegetables are super high in fiber. And if we have a high fiber diet, it benefits our blood sugar a lot. But even if you do something like eating your vegetables first, I generally like to eat my vegetables first when I'm, eating,
1: when I'm sitting down for dinner. What? And basically, yeah. This is a revelation. Yeah, you'll clear your vegetables and then you'll leave your meat till the end. Most of the time, yeah, I, yeah, for yeah, yeah, every yeah, yeah. meal. Most of the time, yeah. Wow, I didn't know. Unless one. they're like mixed
0: in. Yeah, yeah, If it's if it's separate, if it's like your protein, yeah. carbohydrate, and vegetables <laughs> or whatever, I'll generally eat my fiber or my vegetables first. Okay, never and the that. impact that this has is basically it creates like a fiber kind of shield in your intestine, or intestine, whoever you pronounce it, which can slow down and reduce the rate of absorption of glucose into our system. That's cool. Yeah. So, and we kind of go into more detail in the, the fiber episode, but I'll give you an example, right? If I'm to sit down and eat a bowl of pasta, right, just pasta, no vegetables, no protein, no fat, just a bowl of pasta. Yeah. Right that pasta is going to spike my blood sugar so much faster than if I balance that meal with fats or proteins. But it's also going to spike my blood a lot less if I eat more vegetables, high in fiber, and being a bit weirder about it, eating your vegetables first. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you've never tried it, try it. That is great. There you go. Magic. Yeah. And also... Another benefit of protein and fiber is they're very satiating foods, which essentially means that they keep you more full for longer. So that's why if somebody was on, if somebody's goal was to say lose weight, right? The chances are if somebody wants to lose weight, they're going to be eating less calories than they're used to, to be in a caloric deficit. But if they're eating high protein, high fiber, They may physically be eating less food than they're used to, but the satiating effect of fiber and protein keeps you more full for longer. Okay. So test that out. If you haven't done it, eat your vegetables first, then the
1: rest. It's kind of a weird way to eat, but it'll definitely benefit you. No, that's class. Come here. Do you eat Brussels sprouts for your Christmas dinner? I do, yeah. Do you like them? Uh, I never used to, but I love them. There's not really
0: any vegetable that I don't like, apart from tomatoes, but that's technically a fruit. But yeah, I, I gonna absolutely say. hate tomatoes. I hate it, really. But love tomato ketchup.
1: Weird, yeah. isn't it? My my brother hates this. This is even weird. My brother hates onions, but likes onion rings. Oh, uh, yeah, so if it's they're because they're covered in batter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and curry
0: sauce or something.
1: <laughs> uh, we've talked a bit about food, snacking. What about alcohol? Because I'm sure there's going to be an increased intake of alcohol across the holidays from the majority yeah, of people. Of course, absolutely. And look, I suppose it's probably even a m- more of an
0: Irish thing than anything. Well, look, we like to drink in Ireland. That's just mm-hmm. that's the way it is. And alcohol in itself can be very tricky to manage. And I suppose like most things, it's important with your blood sugars not to have that sort of all or nothing attitude with alcohol because it's easy for us to go on a night out and be like, ah, whatever. I'll put a pause on my blood sugar. I'm just going to eat and drink whatever and then I'll fix it tomorrow. That's when we might get ourselves into some sort of difficulty if we're drinking alcohol because it can have various impacts on our blood sugar. The number one, reason that it could lead to difficulty is alcohol in itself overnight, depending on the amount of alcohol you consume, is inclined to kind of pull you lower. So the alcohol can pull your blood sugar a lot lower. So just be mindful of that. But what I like to do is the first thing I like to do and the first decision I like to make is decide what it is I'm drinking. Then work out how I'm going to manage my blows for the night. Now, again, like food, drink can depend on the time I'm drinking it, the type of drink I'm having, and the amount of drink that I'm having. So I'll give you an example, right? If I'm going to have 10 drinks in a night, let's just say I'm going to have 10 drinks for the night. If I have 10 vodka red balls, or I have 10 pints of Guinness, or I have 10 straight whiskies or tequilas, they're going to have different impacts. Obviously, the vodka Red Bull is going to be an absolute nightmare because there's so much sugar in in Red Bull. Guinness, higher volume. They're like 500 mils in a pint. And I think think there's 10 grams of carbohydrate in a pint of Guinness. And then if I had 10 whiskeys, it's not going to have that much of an impact short term, as in giving me a massive spike, but it can lead to my blood sugar dropping as I just said. So what I'll do is I'll make a reasonable decision around what I'm drinking. So from my experience, I know that if I can stick to something like straight whiskey, straight tequila, I love Mezcal, or tequila soda, those drinks for me aren't gonna cause a massive big spike where I'm kind of freaking thinking, oh God, why is my blood sugar going so high? And then me taking too much insulin and then plummeting down the other side. So for me, what I know is that if I have a night of whiskey or a night of tequila or whatever it is, my bloods will probably stay pretty flatlined. But before I go to bed, I likely have something to eat without insulin to counteract that drop from the alcohol consumption. So, I would suggest if you are going to be drinking, decide in and around. I know it can, while you're drinking, you might think, ah, I want another one, I want more, or I want to change my drink or whatever it is. But try and make a decision of, right, this is what I'm going to drink. This is around about the amount of drinks that I'm going to have. Because when you kind of have it mapped out like that in advance, then you can say, right, Maybe I'll take insulin for my first three drinks and then I won't take insulin for the next three so that I can avoid that drop when I go to bed.
1: Around Christmas time, are you uh, changing the way you manage your insulin injections for any specific type of food or drink? So I think the the one that would stand out to me the most
0: is chocolate. And I know we've kind of been talking about chocolate for this episode already, but chocolate can be notoriously difficult to manage blood sugar wise, because much like the pizza and the pizza effect, chocolate is probably going to be very high in fat, leading to a delayed spike, leading to your blood sugar spike in an hour, two hours, three hours after you eat it. So what can happen is you can eat the chocolate, you can bowl us for the chocolate, and then an hour later, you can be like, oh, whoa, unreal. real. I bolus for that perfectly. I carb counted perfectly for that chocolate or whatever it is. And then two, three hours later, it's like, boom, straight up. So what I do for chocolate is I treat it much like I would something like a pizza or Chinese food or Indian food. Now it's not going to be as big a meal Mm. uh, as, (laughs) as what a pizza would be, but I like to split my bolus for chocolate. Because for me, I know it's going to have a similar impact on my bloods to what a pizza would do. So for example, if I'm sitting down to a box of celebrations or whatever, 20 pieces of chocolate from the celebrations, as I said, I'll do that carb count, like I touched on earlier with the planned snacking. I'll take, let's say, 50%, just for the example, right? So I have the amount of chocolate that I'm going to eat. I know the carb count is, let's say, 100. I'm going to decide how much insulin I need for that 100 grams of carbs. I'm then going to decide how I'm going to split it. So I'll generally split either into two or three injections. So I'm on insulin pens, not a pump. So that's why I have to do it manually. So let's say my total is 12 units. I might split that into two sixes. So, six units before I eat, six units an hour after I finish. Or it could be 12 units split into three doses of four. So, in that case, it could be four units as a regular pre bolus. So, take four units, eat the chocolate. The second four units could be half an hour after I finish eating. Then the remaining four units could be an hour and a half or two hours after I finish eating. So the purpose of me splitting my dose like that, like I would for pizza, is to counteract that delayed spike that I'm expecting from the
1: chocolate. So it is Christmas and it seems like you have to really have your your headset on if you are going to kind of plan that. I suppose there has to be a kind of element of you know, acceptance that it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be a little bit different to how it is day to day. Would that be the case? Maybe have a little bit of patience with yourself.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think the big thing about it is, and what I need to remind myself of too, is our blood sugar is always going to react to things that we do or things that we don't do. And in the case of Christmas time or the holidays or whatever it is, like, we're going to be doing different things we're going to be drinking different drinks more drinks we're going to be eating different foods more foods at different times so when you're out of that routine and you're eating more and you're eating at different times or you're eating chocolate and all this all these different types of foods that you might not used to be eating all the time you kind of need to accept it in advance that your blood sugar is going to be acting up so a big part of me Managing my bloods around Christmas is understanding that, look, I'm eating all these different types of foods. I'm eating at different times. I'm probably drinking more alcohol. Inevitably, my bloods are going to be acting different to what they'd be doing on a regular Monday. So, being aware of that in advance and kind of accepting it in advance puts you in a better place emotionally when. Your bloods do act up. So instead of me kind of seeing my blood sugar after I've eaten loads of chocolate and drink drank loads of whiskey or whatever it is, and thinking, "Oh God, my blood sugar, absolute nightmare," you need to take a step back and say, "Well, of course it's going to be doing something different because it's the holidays and this is what I've been doing for the past couple days or few hours. Of course my blood sugar is going to do something different." So being aware of how your bloods will be different should also make you aware of my management may need to shift somehow. And what I mean by that is even going back to the chocolate, if you're eating different types of foods at different times, the way you take your insulin or the time that you take your insulin is probably going to change too. So for me, it's about accepting it in advance and then understanding that when my blood sugars do spike up to 10 12 15 20 whatever that I can say right look I I pretty much expected this so I'm not even giving myself permission to react emotionally because of course this is going to happen so <laughs> what I always say is and what I say in the podcast all the time is don't react emotionally to your bloods analyze them objectively so don't mm. think oh this is a nightmare and my bloods have spiked up to 20. Well, of course they have. What, what do you expect? But accept that in advance and it makes it easier when it does happen. And I think another thing to point out that I feel is important is how you manage your diabetes and how you manage your blood sugar is your business. It's not up to anybody else. You don't have to do what other people are doing. If it's not what you want to do for you and your blood sugar, just because it's a holiday doesn't mean you need to throw your blood sugar out the window. And what I mean by that is, and what I touched on earlier on is the fact that there are people listening and there are people that I know personally who will say, you know what? It's Christmas. I don't care. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever. And that's perfectly fine. And then there are other people who are listening and other people who I know who are like, you know what? I know it is Christmas, but me personally, I kind of rather stay on top of it a bit more. But what you decide to do for you and your blood sugar is your decision. So don't feel like because it's the holiday, you have to do X, Y, or Z. It's still your blood sugar. It's still your diabetes. Like for me... I suppose I'll give you my own perspective on it. For me, I'm obviously fully aware it's the holidays. I am somebody which you can probably guess through the podcast likes to be on top of my blood sugar when I can. So for me, I know that yes, I'm going to eat different types of food. Yes, I'm going to be drinking more alcohol. Yes, I'm going to have a change in routine or schedule. But with that shift in food and alcohol and schedule, I'm still going to stay on top of it pretty well because that's what I like to do for my blood sugar. And I know that I'll still be able to enjoy my holiday just as much while still managing my blood. I don't have to go overboard. And that's me personally. Some people might agree, some people might disagree, and that's perfectly fine. The beauty of it is is that our diabetes is ours. What we do, the decisions that we make and how we manage it
1: is up to us, love it. I hope you got some nice tips and tricks there from Owen as to how to navigate your blood sugars over the coming holiday season. And uh, I think from Owen, and I, I want to wish you happy holidays, whatever you celebrate around the world, because we know people are all around the world. Uh, have a great day. Few weeks, and maybe you're not celebrating anything at all, and you're wondering what the hell are they talking about? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep on smiling and living <laughs> yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: And as always, thanks for listening. And I think, wh- like, whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope you have a fantastic, relaxing, and happy, happy time. So, coming to the end of the year, we do greatly appreciate you listening to the podcast. I hope it has been of benefit for the year of 21 and we look forward to 2022 so have an amazing holiday and we'll chat to you soon